Uh, welcome to the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You, the podcast. I am your host, Tadris Parker, aka Coach, coaching running, weight loss, and accountability since 2013. Our website is runtothebestyou.com. There, you can find our online coaching programs for beginners and beyond. We're going to show you how walking or running just three days per week can get you into the best shape of your life, empowering our listeners to believe that they can achieve great things. And if you are taking up running for weight loss, it will take care of itself as we inspire you to keep your nutrition real. Head over to our website and take us up on our monthly Keeping It Real Health Challenge. Remember, the thoughts and expressions of this show does not constitute medical advice. Now let's get into this week's show. Ah, welcome to another week of the show. Thank you so much for pressing play. You could be listening to anything in the world right now, but you chose to press play on this podcast. Episode 115, Can Running Make You Younger? We're going to answer that question because there's a yes and a no to that question, to be honest with you. People are trying to do so many things to turn back the age of time, right? Turn back the hands of time and become younger. We're going to touch on whether running can do that for you. And I'm joined by a special guest. I just threw her into the fire. She's going to be my co-host today, Jessica Young. How are you, Jessica? I'm good. Excited. Jessica, you joined our program 10 weeks ago, right? And we're going to dive into the Jessica Young story a little bit later in this episode, but just to give you guys a little glimpse into who Jessica Young is, she's not a podcaster yet. She's she's going to host this thing with me. You ready, Jessica? I'm ready. You know, every time, you know, a challenge have, has come up since you've joined the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You program, you tackled it, right? Whether it was Ultimate Frisbee <laughs> in week two or you were supposed to run your first 5K in week eight. However, I think like around week six or five, you were we were doing the Laura's run. It was a virtual 5K for our client Laura over in California. And you decided to throw your uh, hat in the ring and get after that run. How did that feel for you? It was awesome. I like being able to support Laura. Um, she's a great person. I, I wanted to show up for her. Um, and it was great practice. So. I usually don't say no to a challenge. I at least I want to give it my best shot, see if I can figure it out. Well, that's awesome. How do you feel being on this podcast today? Like, how do you feel about that? It's fun. It's something different. I've never been on a on a podcast uh, <laughs> officially before. Yeah, this is going to be uh, this is going to be something that can live forever. Uh, you can share with your friends and everything like that. Especially since we're going to be delivering the goods for our listeners today. Sure. But before we do. Let's get into the week that was. How was your week? What were some things that went well for you last week? Has any of the tips from our previous podcast enhanced your life at all? Listen, I've been doing a weekly podcast ever since we started this. And so 115 straight weeks, our podcast comes out every Sunday. So go back, listen to some of them. We would like to hear from some of your success as well. So go to the show notes. Feel free to connect with me, Tadrice Parker, on Facebook and private message me or submit your questions or comments to coachtadrice at gmail.com. And if you listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, please rate and leave a review. Your reviews may be the difference in helping us get found and saving someone's life with the stories we bring on, such as the Jessica Young story that we're going to dive into today, as well as the Angela Riley story that we had on last week of, of, a, of a person who decided that they wanted to change their life. Angela Riley, last week's episode, she was homeless for six months in a relationship that caused her to want to get heavier so that the person would leave her. And then she woke up and said, what am I doing? Angela Riley shared that portion of the story back in episode 58. So last week, having her on for the second time, um, being able to catch up with her a year later after having her on the first time, we now find her not only 100 pounds down without weight loss surgery or without gimmicky diets and stuff like that, just hard work, getting in the gym, working out, 
fine-tuning her nutrition. Now she's getting ready to do a physique challenge. And when if you would have told her 104 pounds ago that she would be in a bodybuilding competition, there would there would be no way. So you guys got to check out that episode. And I'm not sure if you touched on it, um, Jessica, but just that, just me explaining that story, like, how does that resonate with you? It's so inspiring. Just seeing her, um, I don't know if I would like to say before or after, right? Before yeah. Before her current uh, mm-hmm. pictures is is awesome. And she's so strong. Yeah, she's definitely someone to look up to. Well, let's talk to our listeners that's listening to episode 115. Jessica, what do you feel? Can running make you younger? Now, you've just started running with us. Uh, like I said, probably, you know, 10 weeks, 10, 11 weeks ago. Do you feel younger? Yes, I do. Um, so I have two young boys. They're four and six. And um, I think being more active now, I, you know, I, w- I was doing some stuff, but not really um, anything consistently. So... I feel like I can handle more. You know, I can play with them for longer. I, mm-hmm. you know, they want to go on runs with me. Um, so just being with them. I mean, obviously, it's not gonna. I'm 37. I'm gonna be 37 tomorrow. It doesn't matter if I run a mile today or not. But the fact that I'm able to keep up with my kids more, um, that's that makes me feel younger for sure. Now, now, how did you feel before running? Did you feel like okay, you're 37, but you felt like you're 40, 41, yeah. like? Yeah, exactly. And honestly, that's what, you know, my uh, I had a Fitbit at the time, like when it tells you, it tries to calculate, you know, your um, your cardiac age or mm-hmm. whatever. Your you metabolic know. age. A yeah. lot of scales can tell you that. I, yeah. I have an Omron scale that tells me okay. my metabolic age. So we'll touch on that a little bit more. But yeah. but what did yours tell you? It told me that I was over 40. Mm-hmm. You know? So, uh, yeah, that doesn't make you feel, feel good. Um, so, yeah. Have you put it on lately? Did it tell you anything different? You know, I switched it because I wanted uh, um, a smartwatch that would sync with the Nike Run app. Um, okay. So I so I changed it, um, but I have to check it. I haven't checked it in a while to see if it's changed. But even if it hasn't, I feel different. I felt sluggish kind of before, like lazy. I wasn't doing much of anything. So. Mm-hmm. Well, let me let me let me slide into my opening rant now if if jessica wasn't here i'll be going into this opening rant so being that she's here she's in the wings we're going to get back with jessica for a minute but when the question comes up can running make you younger right who's really asking that question i guarantee you it's middle-aged individuals that's asking that question and in today's world people are frantically looking for ways to stay young as long as possible the issue is however that we're set up in a system to fail and love our parents. You know, they, they didn't mean to do this to us, but just think back to when you were younger, when you did something good, did they reward you with ice cream? Did they reward you for, you know, something you did good with a trip to McDonald's or maybe give you some of your favorite candy? So we begun, we begin to start to reward ourselves. I'm here live at Stockton University, just in case y'all hear some, some things going on in the background. Um, we begin to reward ourselves even as adults with food. And, um, we think back to our young childhood too. What if, what if as a teenager, your parents noticed that you're picking up some weight? So they may tell you to go run, but that's the last thing you want to do is run or as you're carrying extra weight around, right? Um, I've, my, my wife said that uh, when she was a teenager, she's always had a mental issue when it came to her weight because when she would go to family gatherings and things like that, they was like, oh, you know, you got a beautiful face and, you know, make make suggestions about about her weight and things like that. So, but how about now? You know, once again, you're middle age, right? Is the system set up for you to uh, uh, achieve great things or is it set up for you to fail? How about when you go to the supermarket and the first thing you see, right, maybe Doritos is on sale. When when you're trying to save money and you're looking to clip coupons, do they have grass fed beef on sale like coupons for that? No, the coupons are for Nabisco treats, craft treats, right? All the snacks, Lay's. Okay, all these type of things 
that you may think you're saving money on, but later on, you may pay higher prescriptions for your prescriptions because of what these foods can actually do to you health-wise. Um, how about when you go through the checkout aisle? On one side is nothing but candy, and on the other side is magazines toting the next weight loss step. Jessica, help me out. Am I saying anything that's off base here? No, definitely not. <laughs> and I, I mean, you've touched on so many good points because what we learn as kids sticks with us. I mean, it it's reinforced by all the stuff you're saying too as an adult that you see at the at the supermarket and with coupons and whatnot. But it's hard. You have to do a lot of work to shed that the stuff that you learned as a kid as far as rewards or what helped you cope. Um, you know, and as a parent now, you know, you kind of look at that stuff too. You don't want to continue that cycle yeah so how, how old is your children they're four and six four and six four and six so yeah. you know as you're starting to see uh some of these things now i like how you said that you don't want to repeat that cycle mm-hmm. you know um and so i appreciate you bringing that out so now that the opening rant is is uh done let me get into answering that question and you may be able to pick up on some of the answers based on what I'd started talking about. But uh, when it comes to the question, can running make you younger? The good answer is yes. But there's a bad answer, which is no. But first, let me go into the yes. Then we're going to go into the no. And then I'm going to tell you what smart runners do. Okay, so there was a study done by a professor, Daniel Belavi. From the Institute of Physical Activity and Nutrition at Deakin University. He finds that the answer is yes. And according to his research, if you run just 20 kilometers each week, which is 12.4 miles, right? That's three days of running, just three miles, 3.1 miles, right? Uh, You could begin to slow down the aging process in your bone marrow. And for every nine kilometers you run each week, your bone marrow gets a year younger and so guys i'm not all into the science i don't have all the the data and all that stuff i'm actually going to leave a link to this article in the show notes and you can uh, check out the research a little bit further i'm gonna read some more of the things that he says it says that the effects are even more pronounced for long distance runners runners who ran over 50 kilometers a week had bone marrow that was eight years younger than those who didn't do exercise Now, I do remember in that article, it talked about biking. And although biking is good, it did not affect your bone marrow as much as running does. So I already knew that bone density, when you strength train, when you work out, is going to improve your bone density. It talked about the bone marrow being in your spine and, you know, a portion of it being into your your spine. And so therefore, when you are bouncing on the track, the trail, or during the during the running process, it's actually improving the bone marrow in between the spine. Okay. Why is bone marrow important? Once again, I'm just going to read it straight from here. The professor explains when we are born born, the the marrow spaces within the bones of our body are mostly made up of red blood cell producing marrow. As you age, the red marrow gets replaced by yellow fatty marrow or adipose tissue. This yellow marrow impacts negatively on your bone tissue and blood cell production. The more yellow marrow you have, the more chance you have of developing conditions such as osteoporosis and diabetes. People with high fat diets and excess alcohol intake show high rates of yellow fatty bone marrow. Jessica, does that make sense? think so i'm like you i don't i don't i'm not a doctor i've never taken uh, any kind of anatomy and physiology class but i know when i've looked up you know my own health things bone marrow always comes up as a you know something that can tell you a lot about your health so yeah and so as you're saying uh you're able to just running making you feel younger overall is helping you to be able to do more things with your children So whether we can take our mind to a scientific level or not, you know, you're walking straighter, potentially, you know, you're running a little bit faster to be able to keep up with those little boogers. Yeah, I called y'all boogers. (laughs) 
<laughs> let's let's go to the bad answer. Let's go to the bad answer. Can uh, running make you feel younger? Now, this isn't from the article. This is from me, coach, right? The one that hosts, is, hosts a weekly health connection call with coach and friends. If you subscribe to our uh, monthly accountability program, we can help you. Uh, we can throw you in to that weekly call where we help you with your mindset. We help you with dietitian, you know, uh, diet tips and strategies. And you get to learn from other members who are going through the same journey as you. And, and maybe you're new to the group. Speaking of the accountability program, when Jessica Young signed up, one of the things that she said was, oh, that's Marie Geary. She's the one that posts all the time about her walking streak and the, the candy, no candy. What, what, what impressed you about that? gosh to go oh, an entire year with no candy <laughs> this girl that's, that's just impressive <laughs> i mean her walking streak too but i can't imagine going an entire year without candy <laughs> well, well what's interesting jessica is that when marie geary was walking she had a walk streak for for six months mm-hmm. her body didn't change it wasn't till until the health connection call started happening and I was sharing information from the book Fast Feast Repeat that things started to click with her, right? And I suggest people, you know, do a round of uh, keeping a real process, eliminating high inflammatory food groups for 30 days. But Marie, she was like, you know, I, I'm not going to go that drastic, but I'm going to go with the no candy thing. And it was it was for her mental health. And now all of a sudden she's down 65, 70 pounds because she added that to the walking. Right. right. And so uh, what else? What else? Uh, you know, you may not have met Marie Geary in 2017 or 18 when she first started. But uh, how do you like visualize her now? You've sat in on some of those health connection calls. What does Marie Geary bring to the table? Well, the first thing that stands out is that every call I've been on, Marie is walking while she's on the call, you know. So she's an expert multitasker, the number one. And that just shows how committed she is to that walking streak. Yeah. Um, But she always has a lot of good information to add and good perspective. Um, Yeah. You know what's beautiful, guys? Uh, You can sign up to that uh, online accountability program for as little as $48 a month. And what is good about having Marie... You know, we talked last week. Uh, she said that she's tried every diet in the book. You know, she spent thousands of dollars on different programs. So I'm just happy to been able to give her the key to finally unlock that fountain of youth that we're talking about. Right. Walking, running. You know, they, they bring the same anaerobic experience. And so therefore, the way that you stay younger is the reason why the answer could be no to can run and make you younger is because here's why you can't outrun a bad diet many people miscalculate how many calories they burned during a run and therefore they go overeat now we're not even going to talk about running i took my son to the gym once he got he was out of shape and he got on say the elliptical machine He was on there for about 30 minutes, burnt 300 calories, and then said, Dad, can we go to the shake bar and get a protein shake? Yeah, son, what kind you want? Give me chocolate peanut butter. I was like, yeah, all right, let's get it. I started looking at the calories. It was 450 calories for this protein shake. Is he ever going to lose weight, Jessica? You get that. <laughs> yeah, well, well he, he he only burned 300 calories. So, when, you know, when we exercise, we think that it gives us a get out of jail free card to go eat whatever. And so what's worse is when you run and you're training for a half marathon or a marathon and you ran 10 miles and you're like, OK, I ran 10 miles a day and it's, it's Sunday. Everybody's ordering pizza and buffalo wings. I'm going to go ahead and have two slices, three slices of pizza because uh, I deserve it. I'm hungry. I ate buffalo. <laughs> you know, I ran 10 miles. Man, listen to me. You can run You can run 10 miles, burn 1,500 calories, and eat 1,500 calories in 15 minutes going through a drive through at McDonald's. So... Think about the calories that you're taking in during football season, for example, with the pizza, buffalo wings, and a couple of beers. You're blowing it, guys. You're blowing it. And therefore, if you are running and it gives you that dopamine to help you with your mental health, we can be undoing it and making ourselves old 
by the food choices that we're having. And let me just tell you, and I don't know if, if, if Jessica can agree with this or not, certain food groups cause you to feel guilty, brings on depression. Now, a lot of people don't associate their food choices with depression. But when you actually eliminate certain foods from your diet for a certain amount of time and then you reintroduce them, or if you haven't had fast food in a long time and all of a sudden you, you eat it, there's this cloud that comes over you. And you're trying to figure out, why the heck am I depressed? Right? And so when it comes to can running make you younger, the answer would be no if you're not making smart choices with other food groups and things like that. What are your thoughts, Jessica? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a package deal. You can't just exercise and think that's gonna, you know, give you that, the benefits and make you feel younger. Um, I've, I've definitely been that person who's exercised and said, you know what, I deserve this pop tart. And, (laughs) um, it, it becomes a cycle, you know, where it's like, then you say, for me anyway, like, you start to define yourself a little bit. Like that becomes part of you. Like you're this person who eats that cake. Yeah, you go for that second slice of cake and that's how you are. And that's, you know, you start to build that narrative for yourself and it's it's a dangerous road to go down and it just becomes a cycle, so. Because, I mean, let's be honest. One Pop-Tart, that's not enough, right? At least to the second one. Yeah. You ever, you ever try right. to you ever try to pour a, a serving of cereal into a bowl and see how little it is, <laughs> right? And we know our cereal bowls are big, right? That's how we are. That's how we do with cereal. And next thing you know, even if you had that big cereal bowl, once you get down to the milk, you pour a little bit more in there. <laughs> tell me I'm not tell me I'm not lying, right? And then uh, so so like you said, it becomes a spiral. It's, you know, it's it's not good, right? So here's what smart runners do to stay young. Number one, they define their goals. If you are a beginner, where, you know, maybe your goal is to run your first 5K. And guess what? I remember when Katie Ayers was getting ready to run her first 5K. And it was going to be on January the 1st, 2018. One of her friends said, hey, we're going on a cruise, you know, New Year's Eve. We're doing one of those overnight boat party boats and everything like that do you want to come and she said yes but then guess what she remembered she signed up for a 5k so she's going to pass on having alcohol on uh new year's eve she did not go on the cruise and guess what her reward was after completing her first 5k she was able to get into that dress that she wanted to get into you see what i'm saying guys so define your goals And even if you are a more experienced runner and you have that goal of a faster half marathon or running your first full marathon, you got to have defined goals. And then number two, eat a well-balanced diet that supports your goals. Okay, when I talk about this elimination process that I go through, I've noticed and document things. What foods agree with you and what foods don't? Because when I go through that 30-day process of, I'm saying, you know what? I got a half marathon coming up in October. I got a, I've got a 5K that I want to crush on January 1st. You know, my goals are defined in my head and on paper. And then if I feel sluggish because I've been, uh, it's the summer and I've been having ice cream with my son and taking him out to baseball games and having hot dog or something like that, well, guess what? In September, if I or in October when I want to run that that half marathon, then I say to myself, okay, I'm gonna switch over to some good energy. I'm gonna eliminate sugar, grains, soy, dairy. I'm gonna eliminate these things for 30 days. And every single time that I go back in the history of me doing this, I've had my fastest race times. Okay, because I ran off of good, clean energy. So eat well so that it support your goals. And then number three, what smart runners do to stay young is they run, rest, repeat. So we can overdo things. You know, you don't want to run. As I said, you get the benefits in just running 20 kilometers a week. So that's three days doing three miles, 3.1 miles per time. So you don't have to go killing it. We want to make sure we have rest days and then you want to repeat the process. Well, Jessica, it was fun having you uh, co-host this first part of our podcast. Um we're going to do what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a, a commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to dive into Jessica Young's journey a little bit more and get to know 
who she is because we introduced her uh, several episodes ago. Uh, she's been on about two of them so far. But this is this podcast is also dedicated to learn more about Jessica Young and her journey. Looking forward to it? Absolutely. Let's dive deep. <laughs> Let's dive deep. Do you own a business and are looking for a creative way to bring in new customers? Sponsor our podcast and you can have this spot right here. A 30 to 40 second commercial every episode, three months for only $90. With most of our listeners right here in Atlantic County, this would be a great opportunity to bring in new people into your business. If interested, email us at coachtodris at gmail.com today. Ah, welcome back, welcome back. So I'm joined by Jessica Young, and this this half is all dedicated to learning more about this mother of two. She ran, first of all, to give you guys a little bit of history, she felt as though that running was just something that she couldn't do. But she started seeing a co-worker, Lisa Diaz, a 52-year-old grandmother. And if I'm not mistaken, she's going to be turning 53 this month. And uh, she's a grandmother of one, Lisa Diaz. And since joining our program, Lisa Diaz, uh, she also has rheumatoid arthritis. And she promised herself that if she can you know, start to get some mobility back after a very bad scare with the uh, rheumatoid arthritis flare up. She said, if I can get myself back some mobility, I'm going to start losing this weight and I'm going to start taking things serious. Um, at the time, she, you know, she was going to be a grandmother. The, the baby didn't arrive yet. She joined us in March 2020, right before COVID hit. Uh, she's now she's been with us over uh, a year and like four or five months. Ran a couple of 8Ks, which are like five mile runs, and uh, is doing great. And along the way, been able to inspire Jessica Young to give our program a try. And without further ado, let's reintroduce you to Jessica Young. Jessica, take me through how that happened, that inspiration. How did Lisa Diaz inspire you to give it a shot? Um, so, you know, I'm friends with, with Lisa through work. Um, we're friends on Facebook. And, you know, I was seeing all the, the pictures that you guys were taking at your um, meetups and stuff. And uh, just seeing what she was able to accomplish um, definitely caught my interest. Um, and, you know, I just one day decided to follow your uh, page and the um, Run to the Best You page. And thankfully you reached out because I probably would have just sat and watched for a little bit before, uh, before you know, actually signing up. But I'm glad I did. Well, that, that's interesting too because how long were you watching Lisa Diaz before you actually took that step to like the page? Um, probably from the beginning, honestly. So, I mean, it stood out to me that Lisa was doing it, but I also, I mean, I went to school with um, Jamie and Jen Burke. So seeing them, you know, there, we rode the bus together. So it was like, there's some more familiar faces. Um, you know, COVID kind of made it tough. So it wasn't even something I considered joining, you know, while things were a little nuts with that. Um, but as soon as I felt comfortable being around people, then it was time for that next step. Well, that's, that is so awesome, and I thank you for following our journey, and I'm glad that I, you know, your story is, is helping me, you know, because I'm teaching myself. I listen to a lot of books and things like that to help me grow in this business that I'm in, and I just simply sent you a message said, hey, thanks for liking or the connection. I see that Lisa Diaz is a friend of ours. Do you have any questions? And... Um, you know, just I, I continue to learn things. And just in that reaching out to you, because like you said, you may have just sat in, and just continue to watch more. But I'm glad I asked you that one simple question. And uh, thank you for everything that you meant, you know, that you're doing with the program. Um, let's tell everybody what you actually do for a living. 
So I work for the Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA. Um, there's a technical center here in New Jersey, in southern New Jersey. Um, and I, I manage federal contracts. I was in the research realm for a while, um, but a couple years ago I switched to managing contracts, so it's more administrative stuff. But I like it. it I it's, it's, uh, get to achieve something every day. It's, How long have you been in this field? I've been with the FAA and at the Tech Center uh, for 15 years, going on 16. Right out of college, I started. <laughs> so, like, did you go to college? Because I was going to ask you, what, what moved you to get into this field in the first place? So, I went to Stockton University, where we're at right now. Um, and my last semester... Shout out to Stockton! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was a math major. And I had no idea what I was going to do. Most people who major in math, they become teachers. And I knew I didn't want to be a teacher. Um, so anyway, an internship popped up with the FAA, and I took it and loved what I was doing. So I stayed there for thir 13 years until switching to a different role. You know, take us back to the start of your journey, you know, when it comes to your health. So what, what prompted you... Now, you, you shared with us that Lisa Diaz and some of your, you know, Jamie Burke and Jen watching their journey, you know, that may got you started on running. But when it comes to your overall health, like what what started to wake you up a little bit? Um, that's a good question. I I did not care at all about my health as a as a kid, as a teenager. Um, I was definitely, you know, the kid that had soda every day and donuts for breakfast is, you know, the exact opposite of, uh, of a healthy diet, but, um, I was blessed with some good genes. And so I, you know, graduated high school at like 110 pounds. It was, um, honestly, I got teased for being so skinny. Okay. Um, so it was, uh. I, I never thought it would catch up to me, even though everyone older than me told, told me that it would one day. Um, and I became a vegetarian um, when, like about 13 years ago. And um, for ethical reasons, not because I wanted a healthy diet, because I, you know, I just my own personal views on stuff. And um, I had no idea how to eat a vegetarian diet healthy, so I just went to pizza and pasta and um, I put on 50 pounds real quick you know in, in just a couple months um, so you know that kind of put it in my face you know that like I, I need to eat healthy but I'm you know um, I wasn't happy with myself at that weight um, so yeah so that kind of was the the first thing that made me start paying attention um and I tried lots of different diets and different exercise programs and it would work for a little bit I got down to 140 I think about and uh I was kind of happy with that but then you know it doesn't last long when it's a fad diet that you just do um to lose the weight so probably talking too much about no no <laughs> no no we, we just vibing so you said a lot of interesting things so did you play any sports at all when you were younger yeah, when I was a kid, I did. Um, I was a cheerleader. Okay. I did softball. Okay. Um, gymnastics for a long time. You know, I, and then then you said that, you know, at a certain point in your adult life, that you became a uh, vegetarian for ethical reasons. Um, but I love how you said that you didn't know how to do it the right way, right? So there's different protocols, whether it's paleo. Um, to see that you know vegetarian vegans but the industry as we talked about earlier the system is set up for you not to succeed so therefore there's people that's turned into uh, veganism and they're buying all this stuff that gluten that has tons of gluten in it and it's causing inflammation and and you know there there's a right and a wrong way to do certain things and when the the uh industry puts out here hey try this gluten-free thing I, I practice intermittent fasting so intermittent fasting is free right but they are making intermittent fasting tea <laughs> like that there is no such thing like you, the 
people are always trying to corner the market and make money off of something. So we are our best advocate when it comes to researching and making sure we do things right. Because if if Jessica here reads that, uh, you know, meat is the, the cause of heart disease and everything like that. Right. And so she decides now I know she did it for ethical reasons, but but just take this. Follow me down this example. If if a person reads that meat is the cause of heart heart disease and they say, well, you know what? I'm not going to eat meat. I'm just going to be a vegetarian. But then they go about it and don't do the research and and make sure that they don't fall for these these traps because you can do it in a way in which, as you heard, she put 50 pounds on. Right. And so I'm glad that you kind of woke up did, did you go to a doctor or something like your wake-up call was what when you when you stood on the scale and figured that out for yourself or did you go to a doctor and they say hey you know you could uh use to lose a few pounds uh i mean to be honest with you i haven't really the one doctor i went to to ask about uh so yes seeing the number on the scale and how quickly i put it on was very concerning and I did go and talk to my primary doctor at the time, and he said, well, you know what? You're getting older. Mm. And, I mean, I was like 25 at the time, so I wasn't that Gee, old. I go ahead. Yeah. So People it, getting older and older, younger and younger. not doctor anymore. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that, honestly, talking to the doctors really, really didn't help. And I was lost for a long time. I just didn't really know what to do. Um, for me, the answer was to learn how to cook because that was part of my problem. I, okay. I just wanted the quick, easy solution. So, you know, if I can buy a frozen veggie burger, um, I'm going to do that. So uh, learning how to cook over this like last year um, is, is really helpful because it makes it more accessible to be a vegetarian and eat a healthy, balanced diet. You, you know, you started this um, this journey with Run to the Best You. And like I said, we wanted to show our members that they can do more with their running ability than just uh, sign up for races. Because you are running, it gives you the opportunity to run around with your children as we talked about, right? Now you got a four and six, but you know, some of our more seasoned members, they got teenagers. I wanted to show them that they can run around with they're teenagers too. So what fun thing happened? Two fun events that we never did before in the history of our program until you showed up. And so uh, what, what's those two fun things that you were able to partake in? The first was Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah. And who won that? The team that I was on. Uh, <laughs> I was on the opposite team. Go ahead. Go ahead. And then we played uh, kickball. And we also won that. <laughs> and I was on that team. We won it because, well, well, you see, I guess, I guess, whoever, whatever we play, let our next one of the next things that we're going to do, uh, we're going to get a rematch of that ultimate frisbee game in which we have to be on a separate team because I want a rematch of the same people that was here that day. I want the same uh, team. But uh, take me through what those two experiences was like from your standpoint. They were a lot of fun. I have not done a group sport like that probably since high school. Um, and, you know, I mean, you kind of can't ignore that, you know, we're coming out of the COVID isolation for me. I mean, we were extra careful. We were isolated for a long time. So to go from that to joining a group, you know, to run, and then we get to do something that fun together um, after being apart from people for so long. Um, yeah. I'll never forget that ultimate frisbee game where um, I'm trying to be a hero. I'm running all over the field, right? So I set my Nike Run Club to track how many miles or whatever I would cover in running up and down a football field, throwing frisbees back and forth. I ended up covering a mile and a half, and but it wasn't. It was like a lot of a lot of sprinting for me, right? Um, I teach a run, walk, run. So there's some times when you got some walking in there, you got some jogging, you got some sprinting because you're playing defense, you're on offense, change of possessions really quickly. And at, at one point I was gasped for air. And whether anybody knew it or not, Jessica Young is running beside me and saying, I'm doing a breathing thing that you taught me last week. And I was like, shoot, I need that myself. <laughs> I was struggling. I was struggling. 
Um, so we touched on earlier in the podcast that you had signed up for your first 5K before your eight weeks was up because um, we were doing the Lara's virtual run and you just said, hey, you know, is, can I do that? And I was like, sure, you know what I mean? And you did it. We had a great time. It was a little challenging for you um, because... You know, it was your first one and we didn't even finish the eight weeks, but we were proud of you. You got a chance to run with Chris Ballard, you know, and um, that was a big help for you. Um, But I want to fast forward to that July 28th, uh, Jasmine T. Bryant, uh, Brighter Day 5K for mental health. And you have some personal like it. It all worked out perfectly that your eight weeks would line up with that race and running for mental health. Uh, means something different for you because of our personal experiences. Um, why did that race mean so much to you? So I'm, I recently, kind of recently, last couple of years, gotten involved in, with the mental health community in our area. Um, we lost my brother-in-law, Ron, to suicide four years ago. Um, and, you know, it's totally unexpected, as those types of losses usually are. Um, and... I had a really hard time um, coming to terms with it and, and, you know, figuring out how to, how to cope with that. Um, part of what's difficult is that, you know, you have to find people to talk with who you can relate to, and there really wasn't that in the area. So um, I worked with the Mental Health Association to set up a support group for people who've lost someone to suicide. Um, and, you know, through that group, I've seen, you know, we talk about suicide prevention, suicide awareness. What it all boils down to is um, reducing the stigma that's associated with mental health because what happens is people don't um, feel comfortable reaching out for help. And, you know, when you need help and you you don't reach out for it, um, you know, the the worst can happen. So mental health is super important to me um, for that reason. And I don't think I ever told you this, but when I first signed up, I, you know, I listened to that podcast that you interviewed Reed and about the 5k that he did. Um, Reed's only nine years old, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I think he mentioned, I, I forget what the cause was, but it was an important cause to him. I want to say it was uh, something with animals. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you know, that made me immediately go online and try to find a mental health, uh, 5k that I could do that would, you know, uh, line up with the time. And I, and there wasn't any, there were no, none planned. I couldn't find anything. And, you know, you said, you messaged me and said, there's this run on July 31st, um, it lines up, do you want to do it? And I'm like, all right, I really want to do one for mental health, but okay, I guess we'll do it. And then you said, it's for mental health uh, awareness. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is perfect. <laughs> Planets align. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you about that, right? So our member, Norm McCoy, came to me and said, my cousin wants to put on a race. I'm telling her she wants to do it in July. It's going to be hot. It's like only nine weeks away. I told her it'd be just better to do it next May. And I don't, what do you think about that, coach? And, and she asked me to reach out to you about it. And uh, I just don't think it's enough time. And uh, but she seems determined to do it. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm saying you do, you do need more than just nine weeks. However, when sometimes when your back is against the wall in a short time crunch, you can have the ability to do great things. And so I said, I'm willing to help. Let's see what we could do. And I have my fingerprints all over that race. I thank them so much for asking my help and allowing me to. Uh, we had a, a donation came in that uh, that allowed me to uh, spend more time in it. And uh, guys, listeners out there, if you would like to make a donation to our cause uh, so that we can help more families and individuals, we left the donation link in the show notes. And uh, we're going to be looking for sponsors for the podcast. And we're going to be soon coming out with a sponsorship package in which you can help this podcast continue where you can help us continue to bring in uh, teenagers to help them with running and such. And uh, but kind of that donation that came in helped me invest more time in putting that race together. And sometimes when you have a whole year to prepare for a race, sometimes people in the running community say, you know, for your first race, you'll be fortunate to get 50 people, right? Well, we had like 81 registers that particular time in just a short eight weeks. I reached out to some of the people in my running community that may not be a part of my program, 
but uh, just who knew of how when I put together the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You 5K for disabled children, how thorough I try to keep it and how you know important it is to me that runners come and have a good time. And, and so they were more than uh, willing to come out. We had 80, over 80 people that signed up for it in just eight weeks. So and, and it was so beautiful to have the race set up for you to do. And like you said, how I didn't even know all that aligned. Episode 103, Running, Mental Health, and You. I interviewed Jared Lombardi, and I'm not sure, Jessica, if you heard that podcast, but he's a good connection for you to have as well when it comes to an advocate in the mental health space. And I had him on a podcast. I Shout out to him. He actually came to the race nice. right, himself because he's such an advocate for it, so he wanted to come support. He signed him and his fiance up, but his fiance wasn't able to come, but I did see Jared that morning. You knew how crazy hectic it was for me. Um, so I got a chance to see him and uh, that was nice. But, you know, that might be a good source yeah. for you guys to, um, you know, continue the cause of mental health. So with the little bit of time that we have left, Jessica, thank you so much for sharing that with us. We're sorry about um, the, the, the losing of Ron. And um, in that running mental health in you, I list about nine steps you know, that a person can help take right now to help with their mental health. And I got it. There's a a link in there to JW.org, which has written beautiful articles about, you know, how to how to cope and how to use scriptures. I like like I told you before we did the podcast, I don't I don't talk politics or religion on the podcast, but that is a site in which they do use scriptural encouragement to help. And so that's uh that's what I want to say about that. And potentially, you know, that can help you in the future. You know, if you check it out, maybe you hear that episode and, and you and Jared can, uh, because he came through and gave us all a year ago, gave us sunflowers. So sunflowers to brighten people's day. So I, I really wanted to have him on the show and he was gracious enough to give me his time on that. With the short amount of time that we have left, let's blitz through some some things to kind of help our listeners put into practice right now. So since you have awakened, you know, you, you, you found out you were 50 pounds heavier, your wake up call was that number on the scale and how you were feeling and and all these sorts of things. We want to help our mothers out there right now and or fathers who's listening to us. Do you practice intermittent fasting? We're going to talk about we're going to talk about your current healthy tips and how you fit it in as a busy mother and as a person that, you know, as a professional that you are at the FAA. So, we're going to talk about your routine right now. Do you practice intermittent fasting? Okay. And uh, how does that look for you? So intermittent fasting, um, our podcast used to be called the Running Intermittent Fasting and Weight Loss Podcast because intermittent fasting is a tool that I use to help manage my weight and give me mental sharpness, actually. Like, you know, I used to think that I had to eat all day to have, matter of fact, every time I thought that way, uh, it would zap my energy after I would eat. But now having an eating window and you know, having non-eating times, I find myself more mentally focused 2 p.m. instead of sluggish. So how about you? What what does your intermittent fasting look like for you? Um, So it's it's less structured now than when I first started it. I was using that Zero app and, uh, you know, doing the 13, what is it, 13, 8? 13, 11. 13, 11, yeah. Math. I majored in math. Um, Uh, Yeah, so now it's a little less structured. It's more like how I feel and I kind of... You know, I don't eat breakfast until I'm hungry. So, I mean, today it was like 11, 11.30. I didn't eat until so. What time did you close your window last night? Last night was uh, probably around 8. So you did about a 19-hour fast? Yeah. That's beautiful. So you're more intuitively fasting mm-hmm. right now. You're yeah. not you're not rigid and structured and saying, I got to hit a certain number, which I really don't, you know, like, you know, if, if you broke your fast earlier than your you know, prescribed time that you gave yourself. Maybe you're doing 16, eight, but you got hungry after 14 hours, go ahead and eat. You know what I mean? And that's where you want to get to. So that's nice. Um, what is your current exercise routine? Uh, so right now I'm, it's pretty much this, uh, like, you know, we meet Tuesday, Thursday, and usually Saturday I'll, um, 
I'll run. I was doing some stuff in between, um, but I think my body was not used to the running. I was getting really, really sore. Um, so I kind of stopped the other uh, exercise I was doing for now. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can go ahead. What were some of those other exercises that you enjoyed doing? I've seen you with a shirt one time, uh, Les Mills. Yeah. Right? I think you were into <laughs> Beachbody. Yep. I, I love the Les Mills uh, program. I did Beachbody for a while. It got a little... Honestly, that's what I looked to first before um, joining the, the group or reaching out to you. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. The way that that's set up, it, it doesn't really work so well for me. But anyway, Les Mills is kind of similar to Beachbody, because uh, it doesn't have like the whole coach thing. Um, I love kickboxing. I love um, martial arts. Um, makes me feel strong and uh, like I can... <laughs> and tough. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, like a bad mother runner. <laughs> yes, I was trying to find a way to say that that wasn't... That was podcast appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go. Um, what, what I like about what I like about uh, some of the other things that you're doing, you know, we want to cross train. You know, uh, it's not always all about running. You know, what I mean, we want to have some flexibility days. You want to have your rest days. And then if kickboxing makes you feel strong or different calisthenics or, you know, a beach body workout that's going to work out your whole total body, you know, go for it. You know, um, biking is a good thing to do. Uh, some people got, you know, Peloton or like, you know, a, a stationary bike or something outside, you know, that's going to help with your flexion in your ankles. So do cross training because it's really going to help out. Now, of course, it's according to your schedule. So all we got to do is just map out what are your goals? How do they fit in on my schedule? She said that her body was sore, so she needed some extra rest days, you know. Um, but as time goes on, Jessica Young will be able to put into the schedule, you know, something uh, additional. Let's go to um, any special diets that you are currently following. I know you talked about you were a vegetarian, but I think you have a, a, um, an immune, an autoimmune, yeah. you know, what do they call it? Deficiency? Or? Honestly, I don't even know if it's considered an autoimmune issue. I'm uh, histamine intolerant. Um, and honestly, this is all <laughs> my own self-diagnosed because yeah. there's no doctors in the area that really uh, know much about it. Um, but yeah, so I follow a low histamine diet. Um, it's it's similar, I guess, to the anti-inflammatory, except it, um, it, it does still have some dairy and stuff. Uh, soy is high in histamine, so I don't eat I don't eat soy. I'm eating a lot of zucchini okay. and quinoa, um, which is important for me for the protein too, um, and cheese. <laughs> That's okay. kind of most of my diet. So you're customizing the diet to fit your your needs. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean. Uh, once again, you you are your own advocate. And uh, Jen Burke just started talking to someone that uh, really helps out with what you're talking about yeah so we'll see if that could be a good connection for you um how do you feel since adopting this healthier lifestyle have you lost weight since you joined the keep calm and run to the best you program yeah so i started um dieting like uh i don't know a month i guess before i joined two months before i joined and um i lost five pounds over that two months which is something yeah um, but not the you know what i how fast i wanted to be losing weight um, since I joined, I'm down uh, another 13. I'm, I'm at like 18 pounds down. Yeah, total. Clap it up. Clap it up. That is so good. That is so good. <laughs> I'm, I'm really proud of you. And, you know, you're, you're doing that naturally and organically. Like, um, how can I put it? You know, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching calls uh, with Lisa Diaz, for example. Um you know, and, and for you, you, you're coming out on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, you haven't had any of those coaching calls or anything like that. And you're still getting the results, uh, organically and naturally. So, um, you've been on a couple of health connection calls. Do you think that has helped you too? And do you, do you get a chance to listen to the records if you're not able to get on? I, I don't think I've missed one yet. Yeah. Really? I, I always listen to the recordings. My work doesn't always let me, um, join to be on there live, but, um, yeah, I definitely get a lot out of it. Um, it's helpful to see, you know, what other people have experienced. Uh, Jen talked about the diet she's been on for the anti-inflammatory one. Um, and the last connection, like there's, there's a lot that you can relate to and that you can, um, you know, apply to your own situation. So it's helpful. 
How does your family enjoy this version of Jessica? I mean, my kids, my kids love it. Um, they, we, we ran, I wasn't sure how it was going to work out with a four and a six year old, but, um, they've been wanting to run with me. They want to come here every, every time I leave the house, they want to come with me. Um, but we ran over the weekend and it was, it was fun. Um, my husband's noticing changes, um, telling me that I'm, I'm, I forget the word he used. My legs are getting shapely. I think that's the word he used, <laughs> which, like, okay, I guess he meant it in a positive way. Yeah. See, definition, yes. I guess. Is that's what good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, what are you excited about today? Any special goals that you are working on at the moment? I am excited and a little scared, but mostly excited um, about the runs that I've signed up for. So um, after finishing the 5K, I signed up for a 10 miler in Ocean City. Um, actually I signed up for, there's a 5k at the end of August. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. You just got, that's what I'm saying. You just got here and you're like, yo, sign me up for when What did you sign up for in October? The half marathon. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you're just taking us to a whole nother level because we'll be able to brag about you from now until, yo, that is crazy. That is crazy. Like I and, said, and what, what, what inspired you to do this? What inspired you? What, what got you to, to take that leap? so soon seeing everybody else in the in the group do it I mean I, I want to be right there with them I you know we're a team that's kind of how I view it and I want to be there doing that stuff with them I think I can like I said I'm a little bit scared about it but um, I'm confident I can do it I just well, well how how has the run walk run helped you with your confidence and be able to do this I mean it's without it I feel like I, I would not have I would be where I was uh, a couple, couple months ago, you know. Um, you know, with the run, walk, run, it helps you to run pain-free. I rupture. Look, look for for our listeners, you can't you can't see this, but what 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 do I have right here on my knee, Jessica? That's a big scar. Big scar, really big, right? Yeah. Rupture my patella tendon, and a doctor that performed my knee surgery said, you know, what do you want to run for? Like, run is not good for you. And I'm glad I didn't listen to him because I'm stronger now than I ever was in my life and been able to. And the thing that got me back into it was running Runner's World magazine. Excuse me. And seeing stories of people that lost their leg and been able to run again. People that lost 400 pounds and now, you know, it's like 189 pounds through running and eat, watching what they ate, you know. So those stories inspired me. And now here we are today sitting up on the bleachers at Stockton University where you went to college and overlooking the track and knowing that I got over 8,000 miles on my Nike Run Club app and been able to help Lisa Diaz, help you and um, some of your schoolmates. Our runners are coming right now. Marie Geary is here. I see Ed down there with his daughter. So they're showing up. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time out to record this podcast with me. Everybody, we are so excited for Jessica Young and her goals. We know that she's going to eat according to her goals. We, we see that the way that she, Jessica Young is going to run to stay young is because she's going to set goals, which she has. She's going to eat according to her goals, which she has been uh, cycling and, and figuring things out, right? With the help of myself, the, the health connection calls, but most importantly, She's diagnosing and figuring out for herself what works for her body. And then she's going to run, rest, repeat, right? Those are the three pointers that you're going to take away from this. And before we let you go, Jessica, what can you say to our listeners who may be ready to start their journey tomorrow? I would say to just try it, you know, um, what do they say? It's e- you can exercise one day or it's, or it's day one, one day or day one. Um, you know, you just have to get through day one. And, um, I think as you, you prove to yourself that you can do it, you know, you build that confidence and you can do more. It's just about starting. Do you have any other motivational quotes that you love? That <laughs> I have a bunch. I, I think, you know, adapt and overcome has, has always been a big one um, for me. And uh, I feel like that applies because I've never been a runner and I'm kind of adapting to, to that. Um, and, and, and what I love, too, is that uh, 
you know, day one, how you just said day one. And, you know, when you adapt to week one, then you overcame week one, you know that you can go tackle week two and so forth. And uh, thank you so much once again. Thank you all you listeners out there for uh, help with your personal goals. Head to the show notes select that contact us form or if you're you know local or even uh online participant that want to run their first 5k we have links in the show notes so you can pick the runner 5k program if you're interested in the accountability group and or our new one-on-one coaching call so that's right you can actually have a one-on-one session with me and we can strategize your goals and see what's best for you moving forward remember We are just one run or walk away from a good day, a good week, a good life. So keep calm and run to the best you, my friends. I'll talk to you next week.